You know, most people never realize that paper usage is directly related to a nation's wealth. The U.S. and most European countries rank the highest in the world for paper usage. And this, of course, has a significant impact on the environment. And although it is impossible to calculate just how many trees are cut down each year for paper, estimates range somewhere between 4 and 8 billion. And some of that paper usage is due to food packaging and other necessities, but there are ways that we can reduce our paper usage and perhaps even go paperless. And as is typically the case, it's a matter of changing our habits. And that is the focus of this episode, which is tips and tricks on how to go paperless. So stick around for episode 167, 14 Tips to Help You Go Paperless. Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode 167, which is called 14 Tips to Help You Go Paperless. Now, the first order of business here is the sustainability question of the week, and it's directly related to this episode. So that question is, how many pieces of paper does the average home throw away every year. So stay tuned to the end of the episode and find out the answer because it of course focuses on going paperless. The second order of business of course is the good news story of the week. And you know it is unfortunate that wildlife trafficking is the third most lucrative illegal trade in the world. And countries that have weak enforcement tend to be hotbeds for poaching with elephants and rhinoceroses at the top of the list. And the good news is that there's two young software engineers that are using their talents to modernize anti-poaching efforts in India by using some rather sophisticated apps and tools. Now the challenge is that most agencies around the world pretty much rely on handwritten paper records, often written for memory, in order to prosecute criminals. And the high level of digitization allows rangers to track and analyze patterns of criminal behavior, which allows courts to rapidly process wildlife crimes. And the suite of tools developed by these engineers allows for court case monitoring, communication management, wildlife death monitoring, real-time wildlife tracking and especially monitoring seasonal movements and past records of violence against animals and much more. And data is also used to predict future incidents of human-wildlife conflict. Now, never has there been such a high level of technology applied to wildlife conservation. So for this week, hats off and a round of applause 
to the Leopard Tech Labs in India. So now let's move on to this week's episode. And you know, there's so many things that we do as a matter of habit. And despite all of my efforts to live off the grid and be sustainable and utilize as few resources as possible, I still find things in my life where I can make improvements. And it's almost as if I have this sort of aha moment. And and then I ask myself, why do I continue to do it that way? Do you know, one of the things that I love to do is cook. And in fact, as much as I love cooking and traveling, if I plan to go live in another country for a few months, one of the first things I do is figure out how I'm going to be able to cook for myself. And I'll even take a certain amount of my own personal cookware. And I'm always trying new recipes and new combinations of spices for the same old dish. And because of this, my personal recipe book now contains over 300 recipes. It's an accumulation of years of cooking and searching the internet for new things to try and keeping notes on things such as bread making experiments. And of course, wherever I go, I always take my recipe book with me. So I think it was about six or seven years ago, I was visiting one of my sisters in Tennessee And I'd been there for a couple of days, and on one afternoon, we were sitting in her house not really doing much. And she was reading, and I pulled out my recipes and was writing down a new one I had come across and placing it in my index card box. And at the time, my recipe book consisted of a couple of hundred 3x5-inch index cards that I had nicely organized in a small box. So my sister looked over and asked me, what I was working on and I I proudly said it's my recipe book and she asked to see it so I handed her this small very well organized box with a couple of hundred index cards and she began to laugh hysterically so just at that moment I was slightly offended because I put so much work into this over the years and when I asked her what was so funny she simply asked why on earth are you doing this you could go digital you know so that was sort of an aha moment for me i promptly found a nice notebook app to go on my ipad and i began the slow process of typing in all my recipes and knowing it was going to take me a couple of months to make that transition from that point on anything new went into the ipad notebook app and I was no longer using a card made of paper stock. And that was actually the beginning of my going paperless. And yet, just the other day, I came home after purchasing a new backpack and filed away this paper receipt, and Annette asked me, you know, you have the option of having them email you a receipt so you don't have to keep track of a piece of paper. So I then thought about all the files I have on my computer so that I don't have to keep track of stacks of paper. So I just made yet another file just for receipts. So whenever I purchase something, I'll just get an email receipt instead of paper because it's yet another little thing that I can change. So since that time, 
there are other things in my life that have gotten my attention. And as I continue my seemingly never-ending process of cleaning out my storage shed, I realize just how many boxes of paper that I have stored away. And it's mostly the accumulation of school notebooks and various financial records, such as bank statements and tax returns, that date back as far back as 25 years. And of course, this was before the boom of the digital age, but it just further emphasizes a very good point, and that being the amount of paper that we constantly use. So the point of these examples is simply to emphasize all the small things we do day to day that we never really think about. And as I have so often said, even the smallest little thing makes a difference. Now maybe in our world, the use of some paper will always be necessary. For example, food packaging, but at present, approximately 1.4 billion trees end up in the landfill mostly due to product packaging and paper waste, and that is only in the United States. But of course, just to be fair, let's look at where the resources that are used to make paper, where they actually come from, at least in the United States. So over 14, I'm sorry, 400 metric tons of paper are produced every year in the form of paper and other paper products. And according to the Environmental Protection Agency, the resources that are used include the following. About one third comes from recycled paper. Another one third comes from sawmills in the form of chips and scraps left over from producing wood products. And the last third comes from trees that are cut specifically for paper. And many of these trees are grown specifically for that purpose, so at least in part, this is a renewable resource. And overall, in the U.S., about 42 million trees are cut each year and 1.9 billion trees are planted. Now, this huge difference, of course, just makes up for the fact that trees have to be a minimal size in order for them to be cut for paper products. So if you break this down even further, the numbers are truly staggering. Because on a global basis, every second we lose about one football field's worth of trees, and around 42 million trees are cut down every single day. Now this happens for a variety of reasons, but that's not really the focus of this episode because we're looking at paper consumption. But on a global basis, 55% of paper consumption goes toward packaging and wrapping, 26% toward writing and printing, 8% for sanitary purposes, and the other 11% goes for newsprint and miscellaneous. Now China far takes the lead for the world's paper production and the United States is in second place. And in any given time, there are about 4 trillion paper documents in the U.S. alone. So you can kind of start to appreciate the amount of deforestation that's taking place simply because of our paper use. And as is typical, and sorry folks for once again being critical of my home country, 
the U.S. alone is responsible for 33% of global deforestation. But you know, never fear, out of sight, out of mind, most of that deforestation takes place in Brazil, Malaysia, and Indonesia. And present estimates is that there are about 3 trillion, 3 trillion trees on the planet, and we plant 1.15 billion every year, but consume 15.3 billion annually. So present estimates is that our planet is going to be devoid of trees in about 200 years. Now I know very well there is sometimes not a lot we can do about big business and big government, but it is completely plausible for the average person to truly make a difference. And where you can do that is by simply making this, the decision to become a paperless home. And this is not only an eco-conscious decision, it will also be a game changer when it comes to downsizing, uh, space management, and personal, personal efficiency. And I am going to give you 14 tips to help you do just that. And tip number one, make the commitment to not use any more paper. Because becoming paper, becoming a paperless home is going to be a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And it's sort of the same principle as becoming a plastic-free home. You first have to make the commitment to not bring home any more plastic. So the same is true for becoming paperless. So make the commitment to just not use any more paper and then you can work from there. Tip number two is make digital notes and lists because this is the second easiest thing you can do the second easiest place to start because almost every electronic device we have these days has some sort of note taking function and if you there are an abundance of note and, and notebook apps that can solve this challenge as well so for example as I have said before I have a simple notebook app on my iPad that has all my recipes and now I'm up to over 300 documents. But other examples are grocery lists, to-do lists, and reminders. And all of this can easily be digitized. Tip number three is recycle and reuse. So if need be, have a specific a specific recycle bin to encourage family members and other people in the household to recycle paper and this goes right along with eco-friendly paper disposal and if you need to print something and it is not critical for it to be completely clean so to speak then reuse the blank side of a piece of paper that has something printed on the other side tip number four is to digitize all your personal documents. So think in terms of bills, receipts, and legal papers, and you should take advantage of all the latest scanning technology and convert all those paper bills and receipts around your home to a digital format. Because then you can categorize these documents for easy organization and retrieval, and then of course store them in your personal database. Tip number five is 
e-bills and statements. So simply switch to electronic billing and statements. And now this might take a little bit of effort depending on your personal situation, but most every organization these days, especially the ones that I pay something to every month, sends me an electronic statement and I have them linked to my bank account and payment is set up on auto pay for the same date each month. And now I really don't even have to think about it. So once you're signed up for an e-billing service, you can often access your financial information online in real time. And this also makes it easier to monitor your accounts, correct any discrepancies, and plan your budget. So this digital decluttering is a streamlined, efficient way to handle your financial affairs. Tip number six is use e-signature software. So what you need here is some sort of technology that allows a legally valid digital signature and companies such as DocuSign offers digital signatures for contracts and legal documents. And not only does this save paper, but it also saves the time and resources from having to physically appear at a specific location. But it also improves security by keeping documents electronically stored and eliminating the need for a paper document. Tip number seven, online banking and electronic payments. And you know, this is a fantastic way to organize your personal finances because it reduces the need for a paper-based transactions, such as checks and bank statements and a mobile deposit app eliminates the need to even drive to a bank and make a deposit. So this also saves you time and gas expenses. But online banking also gives you immediate access to all of your accounts. You can transfer funds, you can pay bills, track your spending and plan your budget more efficiently. And this is not only more eco-friendly, but it also makes you financially more efficient. So for example, since I have been self-employed for over 20 years, all of my records are now in digital format and all of my yearly business records, my bank records, tax returns, and invoicing are now in digital format. So I can almost instantly find records from 10 years ago. And trust me when I say this, it is a fantastic way to handle your finances. Tip number eight is to customize your mail preferences. So all this really means is minimizing your junk mail. And by doing so, you can be a lot more in control of what actually reaches your mailbox so that what you get is actually something that you need and want. And this not only declutters your mailbox, but also reduces paper waste. And this is a great way to have a more organized living space and be more eco-friendly. Tip number nine is use digital calendars. So instead of the old fashioned paper notebook, use a digital calendar and most electronic devices we have these days has some sort of calendar function. So this is something that I use all the time and it has been years since I have purchased any sort of paper calendar. And this sort of scheduling not only keeps you 
organized, but you can also share your schedule and customize your reminders. And if you do not have a calendar app, then get one. But you can also use Google Calendar and Microsoft Outlook. But the key here, of course, is to synchronize across all your devices, which will ensure that you have real-time access to your calendar, no matter where you are. Tip number 10 is convert to eBooks and digital reading. Now, I know of a lot of people who still prefer to have a printed book in their hands. And at times I do see the usefulness of this depending on the material you're reading. But for the most part, I gave up print books years ago. I purchase only digital books and now have over 250 books in my iPad. And I of course take my iPad when I travel and never have a shortage of things to read. And not to mention it's highly compact and portable and uh, you know only on the other hand I could never take 250 printed books onto a plane when I go on vacation. Tip number 11 is to have a paperless kitchen. Because yes, it is possible to go paperless even in your kitchen, and mostly that means ditching the paper towels. And while this may at first seem like an impossible task, it's actually much easier than you think, because we've now purchased paper towels for about two years. And we simply purchased cloth towels for lightweight cleaning and, and food drainage, and we use Swedish dish towels to do dishes and we cut up old clothes into sizable squares that are used for cleaning up the really nasty stuff. And all of these can of course be placed in the laundry and reused. So having a paperless kitchen and ditching the paper towels is much easier than you think. So tip number 12 is to educate everyone in the household. So this is fairly key to your success for being a paperless home because everyone needs to be on the same page of course. So make sure everyone's on board with all of your eco-friendly plans. Tip number 13 is to track your progress. But this is also important for your success because it's important to re-evaluate your progress on a regular basis and incorporate some new strategies. Tip number 14 is simply consistency. Because as always, consistency is the key to success. And this is the case with any sort of a sustainable transition. So taking it one step at a time and do something new each week. And before you know it, you will be completely paperless. So think of going paperless as what I call the great paper purge. Because most people will sit back and look at all that's going on in our world and think there is nothing that they can do that will make a difference. But there are actually, there is actually a lot that we can do as individuals. And the Great Paper Purge is a great place to start. And just to give you a couple of examples as to why this is so important. Because did you know that there are over 300 billion paper receipts printed each year and that equals 180,000 tons of paper and the environmental cost 
of these little paper receipts that we never really think much about is 3 million trees, 9 billion gallons of water, 302 million pounds of solid waste, and 4 billion pounds of CO2. And furthermore, it costs merchants millions of dollars to process, which translates into increased cost for consumers. There are presently over 220 million people still reading print magazines, which very few get recycled, of course. There is approximately 560 million tons of junk mail distributed in the United States alone, and about 60% of that goes to the landfill and is never recycled. So it is estimated that 15 to 20% of all paper in our landfills is junk mail. And these, of course, are only three examples of the tremendous amount of waste involved in paper production. So imagine for a moment that all of your important documents are digitized and accessible anytime, anywhere. Imagine if the only mail you received was truly important and needed correspondence. Imagine only having e-bills and online banking and how that would increase your financial management and personal efficiency. So by going paperless, you are joining the great paper purge and taking one more step toward a more sustainable future for this planet. And you are taking one more step to reduce resource consumption and reducing waste. And you are also teaching others to do the same by setting an example. So this is really not about doing something new. The Great Paper Purge is not about doing something new. It's really about taking advantage of the technology that we presently have and simply embracing a sustainable lifestyle that values simplicity and environmental conservation. And by doing so, you are also thinking upstream and solving yet another environmental problem before it gets out of control. And that is how we start to build a sustainable future. And I know the list goes on and on about the things that we can do to be more sustainable. And I do understand that it can seem discouraging at times, but you just have to start somewhere. So just pick one thing and maybe you can start with a great paper purge. So I'm going to round off this episode with the sustainability question of the week, which of course fits right in with this topic. So the question was, how many pieces of paper does the average home throw away every year? Well, in the United States, every household throws away 13,000 pieces of paper every year. So that just about rounds off the episode for this week, folks. And I hope it's been very informative and just to convince you of the value of simplicity and being sustainable and going paperless is just one easy thing that we can all do. So once again, just be sure to take advantage of 
the resources at the end of the transcript because as always I just try to provide a good learning experience with each episode. So until next week folks I hope you'll think about going paperless and doing one more thing to lead a sustainable life. So until next week folks this is your host Patrick signing off and always remember to live sustainably because this is how we build a better future.